everyone. Hello. Another episode of Nerds of the Night. We have Hansel here. Yes, our <laughs> special guest. Hansel. Or Han ha Hansel. Hansel. <laughs> I, I keep uh, calling him Hansel. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. I am one of your hosts, Ashley. <laughs> and I am your other host, Jade. Hansel, Hansel's doing sick right now. Keeping the dogs at bay. Yes. Oh, are you leaving? Yeah, he's it, it, he quit. It's too much work for him. So, um, surprise, surprise, we are actually recording this at night. <gasps> we didn't know that we didn't record them at night before. I think we might have. I might have mentioned it once, but at the same time, it's because I'm just like, it's kind of ironic because, <laughs> you know, we're called Nerds of... Oh, yeah. We're, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think we have ever, except for this time, we have never recorded at night. Not a single time. It's always been at noon, but then again, I just picked up a seasonal job. More than likely, I will be kept on and... I'm working all week this mm -hmm. week. It, it's only 10 to 5, so it's not bad, that bad. I can still sleep in a little bit, but yeah, we had a triple shock today, oh. and oh my gosh. I'm, I'm in style, mm -hmm. and that's a lot of departments. Surprisingly, the one area that people hate working is shoes. Which, understandably so, because it's never organized. Ever. I don't ever. think I've ever gone into a single shoe store and ever seen it actually fully organized. Not mm -hmm. even, like, designated shoe stores, like Shoe Carnival Yo, and all of them. Because it, it's honestly just a mess. Like, sometimes it'll even be, you know, the shoes are in the right area or whatever but you know the sizes are off and for some mm -hmm. people it's not a big deal but that's where a little bit of my I feel like I only get really OCD with certain things mm -hmm. one of them it, it's usually always with my job mm -hmm. so I'm just like I need to organize this place it yeah. is an absolute pain but I will organize it and they love me yeah, I do. I do almost the same thing. I got put in charge of concessions because I um, was going through. I got so fed up with the back fridge not being organized or having like any stock in it at all. But I went through. I completely emptied out the shelves and I started putting like you had energy drinks, sodas, mm -hmm. teas, and waters, and that was it. And they were like, well. Yeah, so here you go. You, I was like, oh, okay, that, that works, I suppose. Yeah, once you show that you can, you're good in one area, they keep you there. They yeah. really do. Yeah. And, <clears throat> like, I, I'm fine with it because, you know, we get trucks every day and I'm either putting it on the floor or I'm backstocking it. Mm -hmm. Surprising. And normally, I can get all of the filling and backstocking done sometimes before I even take lunch. Mm -hmm. 
I wasn't done until like thirty minutes before I ended the shift. Because I got done with the shoes. Mhm. But I'm also an accessories. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I had to do that. I'm just like <laughs> But yeah, I mean uh retail and holiday it's it, it's crazy. It it's a lot. But we're going to You guys are still getting your episodes. Yeah. And fun fact, we are human beings with jobs. What? Yeah, what? because, you know, the I know some people can, really can, like, you know, YouTubers can keep their job, just have their job being a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Some podcasters can, that can be their only job, but you have to really work for that. Oh, yeah. You have to have a lot of people. And again, we're still starting out. Um, Spotify won't show me how many followers we actually have. I'm just like, um, and then, of course, there are some people where they don't follow us, but they download the episodes, and it's like, that's fine. Uh Uh-huh. But, I mean, again, we're still starting out. But, yeah. yeah. So, we need, we need. We have our own jobs and like yes. normal, not nerdy. I just had my wisdom teeth pulled last week. That was not fun. No. <laughs> so now I understand the saying. It's like pulling teeth in a whole new life. <laughs> well, did they put you on there for that? Yeah, they did. Okay. I Which, was gonna say it's like if God. they didn't, then ugh. and it was only my bottom row. My, my my entire bottom row of teeth what no my um <laughs> my bottom wisdom teeth I didn't have to deal with all four see I just had my top and see we did the smart thing I had well I put in my two weeks notice for my job because I was heading to college you know a few years ago um one of next year yep. <laughs> One of the benefits that they had was they had dental. So I, you know, took advantage of that and just had them, you know, pull my wisdom teeth. And also, they also um, had to fill some of my teeth, and they just did it all in the same, the same time, so. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So, yeah. Human stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fun. Now, now let's now <laughs> on let's, to. Yeah, we've gotten past the boring. We have lives part of this podcast. Yeah. So now we can get on to our actual agenda for today. The the next few episodes are pretty much going to be just like us bantering a bit. But don't worry, there is information in it. Um. It's pretty much nerd reviews, but it's very specific. Uh, this week we are actually talking about, um, books that got made into movies. Movies! And And war books! (laughs) And, oh oh my gosh, there is so much, like, all of us can just talk about that. And I, uh, I would be scared to start this conversation with a big group of people, because it would get really crazy really fast. Um, I love reading so mm-hmm. much. 
and I love watching movies, and I love acting, and I love, that's just, that right there in a nutshell is what I like to do in general, mm-hmm. usually, and I think it, I've explained this to you, I don't think I've actually said it on the podcast before, usually, I view them all as separate, individual works of creation, not connected at all, in any way, shape, or form, but sometimes there are some things, and, and, you know, even with looking at it like that, you have to kind of look at it with, like, this, where you can still see where the other story came in and where it is. Yeah. But most of the time, I can move past some of those things. There are some things that we ask the question, what movie are you talking about? Yeah. For example, Avatar The Last Airbender. That doesn't have a movie, does it? Nope. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we refuse to acknowledge that movie at all. But that, that will be a, another yeah. segment because throughout the weeks, this week we're doing, um, of course, the books to yeah. movies. Books to movies. And then right. We'll, yeah, and then, of course, um, we'll also eventually go into, um, video games, video games to movies, or even vice versa, movies. and then, um, movies to TV shows, to TV shows, and there are anyway. also a few, you know, um, <clears throat> other things that got turned into TV shows. But yeah. But, um... This one was specifically just the books to movies. I, th- I think some people might be amazed that one thing we probably won't really be getting into with this episode is the Harry Potter books to movies. Harry Potter books or Twilight books... I mean, unless you want to talk about Twilight. I mean, we can. There's a few <laughs> parts in the Twilight books where I wish they had it in the movies. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Harry Potter, I actually haven't read the book series. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just because uh, most of the really big ones. So you've got Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, Twilight. Uh, it, you know, there are a few other really big ones. Yeah. That, uh, uh, the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say the Divergent series, but that series I do love with a serious passion. Anyway, Mm -hmm. but those four big ones, I have not read. And most likely, unless I have the initiative to do so, will not read them simply because people have ruined it for me. They... uh, not. I liked the movies for a really long time, the Harry Potter movies at least. And I still like them, but every time I try to talk to them to someone who's a Harry Potter fan, they're always throwing the, the books are so much better, the movies are crap, you shouldn't watch the movies in my face. It's like, just enjoy. No, once that, I do enjoy both the book and the movies. Um, now, it was more just a few things in general for it, but... Um, the Hunger Games books were actually, well, 
like, of course, the books went into a lot more detail with things and were a lot more violent yeah. than the movies, but right. I, I still... Personally, I still think they did pretty good, but I'm also one of those where if I see that a movie's coming out and it was based off of a book, I like to read the book first. Yeah. And then torture myself with the movie. I, the only reason I don't do that is, like, like if I've seen the, I do it the other way around, where I like to watch the movie first, and then I read the book. It helps me keep my views less objective and separated. Mm-hmm. But, um, there are some times, like, um, the Cirque du Freak series, I know we were talking about that. Yeah. Uh, I love that series so much. And I watched the movie. I just about took the movie out of my DVD player and threw it outside into the mud. I was so mad. <laughs> so I can, like, just rent it, then maybe. Yeah. Well, I, I do own it. And I kept it against my better judgment just because I could not justify wasting my money like that. But, um... It just, they had a good cast, for the most part, I think, but they completely threw out the entire storyline, and I was so mad, but, you know, that does happen a lot, and even looking at it with a different view, like, if I had never read the books and I had watched this movie, I- You would have enjoyed it. No, no, with the Cirque du Freak movie. No, I would have gotten. <laughs> I got ten minutes into it, and I was like, "What am I? Why am I watching this?" Mm-hmm. It was so bad. Um, not because the actors were bad, just because the story sucked really yeah. bad. <laughs> I, I felt that a lot with um, just so many. Um, but there are those case, just those small cases of where a movie or even a TV show is semi-based off of a book, but it's more just the idea of it, and then it's turned into a movie. Like, an example is the, The Princess Diaries. Yeah. Um, loved the movies. I love the movies more than the books. Yeah. I read the first one, and, um, I believe her dad was still alive. She actually did have, like, rat's nest for hair Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, got together with her, her best friend, and in the end, but it was more like through, like, halfway through the book um the the queen was absolutely horrible and a chain smoker (laughs) so i'm just like the books aren't bad Mm -hmm. they're not but um it's it's definitely nothing yeah the movies are nothing like the book it, it sort of just takes the idea of yeah. it and then change it yeah into its own thing and uh, i kind of like it both ways i like it where it's <clears throat> uh 
Sometimes, because sometimes you like the movie more, and sometimes you like the book more. Sometimes it's based on, and sometimes it's more true to form. But, like, for going back to Search Creek, I, the reason I got upset, I can handle based on, like, it, even, <coughs> even the same characters and whatever, but the story was never in the books. You know, they took some parts of it and put that in there. I could deal with that if they didn't take all of the parts that made the books awesome. Yeah. And threw them out a window. Mm-hmm. I got, I just, they took everything and wiped it out and put a teenage romance in there. And that was it. That was all for me. And I was yeah. like, unbelievable. I feel like they also did that with, like, the fifth wave. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm... Like, part of me wants to see what they would do with the other books, but another part of me is very happy, because it's just, they didn't change up a lot, a lot, but then again, they also did. It's just small details from the books that were sort of just key points that they changed up and everything. Uh, like, um, Cassiopeia, the, the main character, um, they're first at the camp and, you know, they're sending the kids away to a different area. What they didn't realize, of course, with both the books and the movies, was they're pretty much sending the kids to a training facility to... And they're also put through certain rings. They're first put through this technological screening or whatever. And this thing is able to tell the aliens if they can actually take over this body. Mm. And then they get put into certain areas with it. They're implanted with something that sort of allows the aliens to just slowly take over that body. So yeah, that's where the kids get sent. They're they're just sent to this boot camp initially to become the aliens, but they yeah. don't realize that. One of the small details that was changed up from like the um, movie from the book is when Cassiopeia and her younger brother were on the bus. In the movie, they didn't allow Cassiopeia onto the bus with her little brother. Yeah. In the book, they were both allowed on the bus, but the little brother had misplaced his stuff teddy there, and so she got off the bus to go find it, and the bus left without I must, I must have, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, because I thought that that's what had happened in the movie. It's one, it's one or the other, but I mean, it's also been so long. Yeah, but I do get what you're saying, where they changed, they changed that detail, and they do that a lot, like, and sometimes, like, in that instance, um, not that particular part of the book, but in the fifth wave series. I haven't read the books, so I kind of like the movie, but at the same time I know mm-hmm. that the books are probably better. Um, but that's also because I'm biased towards books. You should love reading. <laughs> um, but 
there are some times where it is good that they change mm-hmm. things. Like, I don't know how many of our listeners have seen or read um, the I Am Legend movie mm-hmm. or book. <coughs> I finished the book. And it was another moment where I wanted to scream and throw it outside into the mud. <laughs> because, and then in the movie, uh, there were there were things in the movie that I wish they had followed more in the book. Like, in the movie, it kind of felt more like they were zombies. The book is about vampires. <laughs> and I didn't know that until, I, I didn't even realize this was the same book. I literally only got it because it was a horde of angry vampires on the cover. And I was like, huh. <laughs> this looks fun, let's try it. And I was like, oh wait, it has the same name as this movie, that's interesting. And I'm reading this book, and I was like, this sounds a lot like the movie, but it's vampires, and these people have consciousness, whereas in the movie, they try to make it look like they act without reason for the longest time. And then you find out stuff, like, sorry, a little bit of a spoiler alert here, but uh, you find stuff out like, he actually knew the leader of the vampires, and uh, that had been coming to his house every night, and all this stuff. And the book just described everything in such, such an awesome way. He wasn't even like in, in the movie. He had this like secret laboratory under his house. Oh God, Jane. <laughs> Jane. Go. Jane the dog, not Jade the person. Jane got into the cat poop. Aww. It wasn't me. I'm just kidding. Um, but leave my soda alone, Blake. Okay, sorry. Doggos. Um, they, they changed a lot from the book to the movie. And it really, when I read the book, oh, that's what I was saying. I'm sorry. I'll go, I'll go back real quick. In the movie, he had this secret laboratory under his house and, like, he was, like, super smart and whatever. In the book, he doesn't even have a basement. His house is two levels, but um, it's small. And um, it's all boarded up and all this stuff. And he is like a complete idiot. Um, (laughs) He does try, he goes and gets a stethoscope and some science books, and he does try to find a cure uh, later on. Just like, I might as well try yeah. and become a scientist. Yeah. He, in this point. I- exactly. He was like, he was like, I don't know how many people are still alive. I might be the last man standing. If there is a cure, I should try and find it. The dog wasn't his, it wasn't his dog in the first place. He was all alone. And this was like a huge turning point for his character was that he was going into insanity. Mm-hmm. And then this dog that somehow survived came past his house looking for food. And it took him weeks and weeks to gain its trust. And by the time it finally trusted him, it got infected and died. Yeah, just... <laughs> and so, you know, there were a lot of things about it that I was reading it and I was like, I love this story. I love the way that it's progressing. And then, and then, and this is where you guys should buckle up. Because, oh my gosh, <laughs> I even got mad at this and I haven't even read the book yet. Okay. 
So this random girl appears out of nowhere, and he, she tries to run away from him, and he goes and catches up to her and knocks her out, and that was all on accident, that knocking her out, but, um, he brings her back to his house, and, um, she gains his trust, they fall in love, like, they haven't even been together for a day, and, um, then she sees that he's trying to find a cure, and all this stuff. In the movie, he found a woman and her daughter, but they... I, I don't remember how he, met, how he met them, but they were... In not... the movie, he always sent out that radio call. Yeah. Of, if there's anyone meeting at this place at this time and eventually you know they heard it and they came yeah that was okay so that is what <coughs> happened but that is not so in the book in the book he meets this girl and uh after like one day they fall in love <laughs> and then she tells him the next day she goes to leave and she tells him that um, someone's going to be coming for him and that she is sorry and that he, if he know, knows what's best for him that he will leave. Hmm. He decides to stay. He's going to turn himself into whoever these people are and he's like, and he was like, I don't know what any of this is, but I'm tired of sitting here all by myself. Depression, blarty blar, all this stuff. My only other piece of the book is that he's, like, depressed, like, 90% of the book, but at the same time, it makes sense. It really does. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> but it's just, uh, the whining gets annoying at some point. Yeah. But I can't say I wouldn't be just as bad. Um, but anyway, he sits there, and he's waiting. Um, the vampires that come to his house every night, uh, they're outside, and his friend that's that's out there does what he always does, and he's like, hey, you're gonna come outside, or are we gonna have to try and break in like we do all the time, you know? And he gets all there, and then all, and they're in the middle of talking to him, and all of a sudden, these black vehicles, like, drive up and start shooting at all of the vampires and killing all of them, and which... This also didn't make sense in the end, but I'll, I'll explain more in a minute. But um, they kill all of them. They kill his his uh, old friend that got turned into a vampire, uh, and they he he expected them to like come to his house and be like, and do basically the same thing the vampire did. He was just gonna leave the door unlocked and be like, yeah, whatever, go ahead, come on in. They took axes to his door. He freaked out, grabbed a gun, and was planning on shooting them, but then he did, they didn't even give him a chance to. They, like, slammed him to the floor. He packed out. He wakes up in this, uh, in this, like, uh, cell in this building, and... And he, uh, 
Uh, he's sitting there, and the girl that gave him the warning, she comes in and she tells him, uh, she's like, I told you you should run, but because you didn't, they're out there, and they, uh, th those are, they're, she basically is saying that all of these people that are out there are all infected with the disease, but they've all come to live with it, <coughs> and so they're all basically vampires of sorts, I guess, and they all see him as the monster. And she's like, they want to publicly execute you, but I don't want to see that. And she gives him an out pill, and he takes it after she leaves, and he's watching all these people as he's dying and, and through this little window, and he's like, I can see it in their eyes. They all see me as the monster now. And then as he's sliding down the floor, he's like, he's like, but, because, you know, of one reason or another, I am legend. And he dies. And that was cut. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you sat at your house. You <coughs> whined for 50 bajillion, like, every single day. Every day in the book, he whines about something. And you didn't find a cure. You didn't even People see you as the monster <laughs> at this point. And you got, it's like, you had a warning, and, you know, you didn't do anything about it, so you got yeah. yourself caught, and then... And then you just kill yourself. It was... He was I, gonna, I felt like he was gonna die either way. I, okay, I have no problem. Blake. Blake! Oh, that's a squeaky toy, that, that's fine. Oh, okay, okay. It just doesn't squeak anymore. Okay, it just looked like a piece of plastic, <laughs> it looked like she was about to eat it, and I was like, no! Okay, sorry guys. But, um, yeah, it, the difference in the movie, what happens, is, uh, he captures one of the people, and he's giving them the medicine, and it's actually curing them. They're, they're actually, actually finds a cure. And the girl and her mom, he puts them in, like, this escape area, um, because the and then people- saves them. Saves them. Because the monsters break into his house, and then they they do have a consciousness, um, or else the leader wouldn't have been so upset about him taking the female that he did. Mm -hmm. um, and it implies that he dies because they kill him. That was okay. A good ending. It had a reason. It did make him kind of, if you think about it, it made him a legend because he found he, the cure, he got the cure out there, and he saved other people's lives at the cost of his own life. Mm -hmm. Now they went, and it shows at the end, them finding walls to a civilization mm -hmm. that they end up going into. And uh, that, in and of itself, just because they got the cure to those people. His family died in a plane crash, in, in a helicopter crash in the movie. It was, this, it, they changed it. It was based on the book instead of to, to the letter of the storyline. And I'm really, I'm, I really like it except for the fact that they didn't make it vampires. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm a vampire buff. 
but and it makes more sense because even in the movies like they it's like it made it seem like they were zombies you know if you got bit by them you you turn and but they they couldn't go out into the sun yeah they only came out at night and that, that was the only diff- the only indicator that they were vampires but here in the in that in the books they actually were vampires. Then yeah. it's like that makes well, more sense. Well, they couldn't, and it was like very obviously vampire. They couldn't get close to garlic. Garlic made them, mm-hmm. um, made the, made them disoriented. They uh, there were some metals that you know they were less likely to try and rip apart. Um, the sunlight burned mm-hmm. them. They. Uh, crosses didn't do anything. He made fun of that in the book. But, um, stakes. A stake mm-hmm. through the heart is what killed them. Um, and so it, it made, and then when the disease originally, and they said it wasn't exactly vampires. It was just a vamp, vampire disease of sorts. Yeah. But it had all of the attributes of a vampire, and so, and there were ways to get sick with it other than being bitten. Yeah. But he didn't get bitten, and he didn't get sick, and, um, even in the movie, he didn't get sick, and I liked that it was more, that they were more like vampires. Yeah. In multiple different ways, and they weren't all bald. (laughs) <laughs> either. It actually describes them all, not all of them, but there were a few really attractive ones. Not quite Twilight attractive, but, like, there were ladies that he found attractive in it, and there were, you know, they, they weren't bald with clothes that looked like they had been wearing them since... Whenever. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> all torn up and... I mean, they were torn up, but they still had color in them. They weren't all, like, uniform zombie clothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was... that. This is, this is my big thing with books to movies, is sometimes it is better when they make it into a movie. Sometimes. Sometimes it is better when they leave it, you know, a book. Like, another one that... And- because, of course, not many people, probably not a whole lot of people have actually read the book, but that's because sometimes Stephen King's books are a bit hard to get through, but that's because there's that rumor that he's on cocaine when he's writing the books, <laughs> and then he is no longer high when he writes the ending, and that's why they all suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Um, of course, one of the more popular ones is The Shining, mm-hmm. which, of course, the movie is just extremely popular, and, like, it took me a while because I couldn't find any platform that actually showed the movie, so I tried finding it on YouTube, and I found, you know, the movie where it was broken up into, like, six or eight different parts Mm -hmm. but when I was watching it I was confused because I'm like this is The Shining this is the story these are the characters this isn't what I've I've, I've been told happens because of course in the Jack Nicholson movie they're 
Oh no, it's a Jurassic Park phone. <laughs> I heard them just like, oh, where are they? <laughs> okay. <laughs> snowstorms get so bad that, you know, people can't go anywhere. He's the caretaker. Yeah. <laughs> and it, in the movie, it's mainly, you know, he's trying to write his book, which I believe in the book that's still true. Mm -hmm. And the fact that in the past he was drunk. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, slowly getting away from that. And in the movie, it's where... Uh, he encounters the ghost, and that makes him go insane, which is still true with the book, but in the movie, it's like he goes after his wife and his kid, and eventually they escape the hotel and go into the maze, and eventually they escape, but...
Yes. So, like, and in the movie, they escape the hotel and go into the maze, and eventually, Danny escapes, but, you know, Jack gets trapped and sort of freezes in there. That's not the case with the book. Here's the interesting thing. The Shining movie that I found was a TV movie series. TV movie series are usually exactly like the book. This was scene for scene, word for word, like the book. Like, I watched the movie, and, like, of course I was confused because, you know, um, you know, Danny has his shining power, and so he's sort of seeing snippets of things from both the past and things to come in the future. So, you know, his dad pulls up, tells them about the job and whatnot, and Danny just sees, like, a bloody mallet. Danny could be Pennywise. Danny absolutely... He practically did, but I'll get into that in a bit. Oh, no, no, no. Lore-wise, The Shining is given to uh, the kid by the great turtle, who is the antithesis to Pennywise. Uh-huh. So Danny, by himself, because he has pulled, he has the shining, and all the other kids had to work together to get the shining. Danny could one-on-one box Pennywise. I already know that. I, it's funny. They they go more into that in a Doctor Sleep, which is a sequel to the Shining. Again, I will get into that in a bit. In just a second. In just, just a second. Be patient. Yes, because in order and stuff. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Believe in us. Okay, so, um, that, in the book as well as the TV movie series, that was the main weapon was actually a mallet. And the book also included, like, I believe it did have the maze, but it didn't go too much into it. But it also had, you know, the grass cutouts of, like, animals and stuff mm-hmm. that move, moved around. Oh, and no. No yeah. moving. Don't, no moving. If you're an inanimate, an, inanimate object, no moving. No moving. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, they'd pretty much come to life and they would move around. The other main thing is that in the book, um, Jack's main job as pretty much why he was there during the winter time is he had to keep an eye on the broiler down in the basement. Yeah. He couldn't let it go past a certain level, otherwise it would explode. Boom. Boom. Well, the, the um, the ghosts are there. I don't believe the twins are in this, but mm-hmm. there was, of course, a, just a huge murder scene in Danny seeing all of this. But, again, eventually the... Um, ghosts get to in Jack's head and just slowly drive him insane. So eventually he forgets about the broiler. And <laughs> I'm sorry, it's driving me crazy. Just sitting here talking, clicking this pen at the thing. And I'm sitting there like Stop! <laughs> Set him down. Okay. <laughs> That's harassment. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so 
eventually he goes insane, forgets about the broiler, and again, he tries to go and attack, um, you know, his wife and his kid. In the movie, of course, eventually they get out, they get out in time, the broiler explodes, <laughs> and that's how he dies. He dies within, he actually dies within the hotel. Spoiler alert. Dead. Yeah, they should already know. This is going to have spoilers. He is dead. Deal with it. <laughs> and Sorry. That's, <laughs> so that's where we get into uh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep is actually the the sequel to The Shining. Which sounds really cool. So yeah. Watch it. And the the book is really good. One the only thing that really upset me between the book and the movie is in the book the bad guy actually said the line um I have the high ground I have the high ground at one point and then I saw who was playing in the movie and who was playing Danny you <laughs> <Ewan> and McGregor <laughs> was playing Danny uh, I'm just like if they don't use that line I don't care if it's the bad guy that says it or not or if Danny actually says it they could And, of course, the books always go into more detail with it. Because they can. Yeah. It was more the ending that was changed up. One of the big things between um, uh, the movie and the book, I can't remember which one it was actually a part of. But, of course, Dr. Sleep is the life of Danny Torrance in his adult years. And he gets this connection with a girl who has the shining pretty much equal to his. Yeah. And these people are going after her. They're pretty much ancestors of Pennywise. That's mm -hmm. what you find out. You know, they uh, cause pain to other people and they practically suck the shining out of them and that's how they're able to actually live and stay relevant. Ancestors or... Daddy Pennywise. Yeah, children too. Because um, ancestors implies that they came before him. Descendants. Descendants. There, there, we, there go. we go. I was like, because the, <laughs> like, the oldest one is over, like, a hundred years old. Oh, wow. And the way they're able to, you know, stay young is by stealing the shining from other people, even if they just have a little bit. And it's just absolutely brutal. Yeah. So, of course, they want to go after this girl because she has a lot. They have a, enough to pretty much keep them young forever. Wow. By the way, babe, I had to speak up there because I could hear dialect noises in the brain. Yes. <laughs> but. Thank you. Yes. So, so yeah, the main difference in the ending is with the ending. I'm, I, I still don't completely know, but I know I was in one of them. In the ending, they killed the dad. Okay. Um, I think it might have been in the book they killed the dad. Uh, of the little girl. Oh, yeah. It, it was one of them. But anyways, so they just do this thing, and in the book, the book, like, I understand the ending, but at the same time, I hated it, because they have the, the final battle between Danny and the descendants of Pennywise, mm -hmm. and it's on the grounds of the hotel. Yeah. In the book, 
the hotel is, of course, no longer there. Mm-hmm. So it's just not a good battle. It was over really quick, and then yada yada happy ending in the movie because uh, if Stephen King's actually on the set with the movie, mm-hmm. it'll stay pretty close to the book, mm-hmm. minus a few things here and there. But so they're going off of the um, the more popular. Mm-hmm. Shining movie, so the hotel is still there. Mm-hmm. So the final battle is at the hotel. Which is awesome. Yeah, because in the movie, he goes into there, and he actually wakes up the hotel. Mm-hmm. Because the hotel's been abandoned for years. Mm-hmm. Wake up, everybody! He wakes up all <laughs> the ghosts in there. And that's the scene where I wanted to just have Danny... Because there's the scene on the um, staircase where, you know, Jack originally went off of after his wife mm-hmm. with the hatchet. Yeah. So there's the scene there, and he's on fire, and you think she's just stood down there. That, it would have been perfect! Just like, I have the high brown top hat! Because <laughs> that's what they called her. That's funny. But, yeah, he wakes up the hotel, and the ghost sort of, I guess, sense her power mm-hmm. with it, because Danny used his shining power to wake up the hotel and all of the ghosts in it, and the ghosts just absolutely destroy her, including Danny's dad. Oh, wow. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's one where, of course, mm-hmm. again, another instant where the ending in the movie was better than than the one in the book. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I, cause I love reading so much and I'm also an actress and I love movies. Mm-hmm. I just, I love looking at the differences most of the time. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes like with Cirque du Freak, I sit there and I'm like, you did not. You, no. It's like, you didn't no. just do this. Or, or in books sometimes too. There was another one recently that uh, I, I will sit there and look at like the, the, thing that has been created and say, what did it do to deserve this disrespect from its creators? Yeah. <laughs> because you don't do that. Anyway. You just don't. So many no's. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But there are a few, you know, actual yeses yeah. out there to where, even if it wasn't exactly like the book, you know, the movie was still good. Yeah. One that stays pretty true to the book is, of course, The Princess Bride. Other than the actual, you know, extra details in the book. Because even in the book, it is the grandpa reading to his grandson because he's sick. It has that dialogue in it. And excellent. That's so cool. Like, I believe the only few differences is the book, it goes into the complete backstories of every single character. Yeah. The levels before they get to the pit of despair where Wesley's being kept. Um, uh, Prince Humperdinck is in an extreme chump in the book, but, you know, in the movie, the, he's a wimp. But, well, I mean, there's still those instances of, um, 
you know, Prince Humperdinck is, you know, a renowned hunter and everything like that. They just show more of that in the book. Yeah. But the good thing is they still have that, um, Mowage. Mowage. Yeah. And they Mowage. actually have it spelled out like that in the book, as well as, um, To the Pain. That is so They have that entire thing in there. That's but, um, another good one. Or I want to read the book, but I've seen the play. I believe it was a book turned into a play or the other way around and then turned into a movie. Mm-hmm. The Woman in Black. Ah. Uh, the movie was amazing. I loved it because it just has that creepy aspect of it. The play did, too. The play is a two-person play. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, it's just that right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I went to see the play. Mm-hmm. The Firehouse Theater was putting it on. I know, I'm finishing up. We're working on it. Yeah, I'm finishing up. I went to see the play and it was the last moment they actually had someone dressed up as the woman in black pretty much like walking around because she's an aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in the front row. And you know, sometimes you get that feeling of someone's staring. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, you know, watching the play. I get that feeling. And I turn my head. And the woman in black is like 10 feet away just staring at me. Oh. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And everyone's just like, what? I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but. That's awesome. Like, uh, there's a few differences because, of course, you know, play being, you know, a two person play. Yeah. But, you know, it was still a good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. That's another one we should talk about is books to plays and plays to books. But yeah. that's something we can talk about later, too, because speaking of plays, I have to get to the theater soon. But yes. uh, I did want to ask one thing. Uh, I know I have a lot of books that I would really like to see made into uh, probably more shows than movies, but I would be okay with seeing mm-hmm. them in movies. Um, what's one that you would want to see? So... And they actually did have it for a show for a short amount of time from what I've known, but I feel like this could go on for a while where the episodes are pretty much like mini-movies. Or if it's a show, then we could talk about it, you know, in that one that we're going to do. But we could, I was just asking. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. But it's, um, one of my favorite, um authors is James Patterson and it's the Women's Murder Club series. Oh, that's cool. They have 21 books right now. And again, it originally apparently used to be a TV show, but it yeah. stopped. I feel like it could be turned into one of those where it's sort of a bit like, almost like Sherlock mm-hmm. to where the episodes are pretty much just mini movies. Yeah, I yeah. I, there are a lot of different ones that I could choose from because I'm I'm a, I love books. I have a small library in my room. Mm-hmm. I've run out of places to put my books, but and I will still get more. Anyway, yeah. But uh, one of them that I really wanted to see as a show that as a person who wants to be a director one day, I'm going to fix because they only got to six episodes for a reason. It was almost just as bad as Search Creek, but uh, was Morganville Vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, they they completely changed my favorite character. I was so mad because Marinan deserves so much more respect than that. But um, then my the two that I would really want to see as movies uh, is from 
Holly Black and from Victoria Aveyard, you have uh, the the Folk of the Air or the Cruel Prince series, which is all, mm. it's got a lot of fae stuff in it. <coughs> I know it would be really high budget, but oh, it would be so good. Especially since the two main characters hate each other, and it would be great, and I love it, and I want it so badly. But, and then there's the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard, where I'm just like, mm, mm-hmm. Yes, it's great. I feel like we're about to be taxed if we don't end now. <laughs> yeah. Plus, we've got to get going anyway. Cause yes. We've got to get going to rehearsals for yes. Christmas Carol. It is not Christmas season yet. It's still turkey season. But I do have to prepare for... Yeah, yes, we go, yes, yeah but we, we, wish, we wish you a Merry Christmas is way more fun to sing than... <laughs> message us anything you may want to hear or, or we also have an email nerds of the night 42 at gmail.com yeah. check it all out yeah i'm thinking with our facebook i might start talking to you about doing like posting little videos where yeah you just pop in say hello give a random fun fact and then go sucks to be you bye <laughs> bye <laughs> Alright, well... So you can actually see us instead of just hearing us. Uh, I have to show them my... Okay, maybe not. Lobsters are technically immortal. Skeletor will be back with more fun facts. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Alright, well, it was lovely talking to you guys. And this is, like, my favorite topic, so I'm so glad that yes. we got to do it. 